0: My name is Brad and I'm the lead pastor here at Hillside Church and I want to thank you for listening to one of our messages from Hillside Church. We believe that the God who spoke so clearly all through the pages of scripture is still speaking today. So if it's me speaking or if it's someone else, we pray that the message you are about to hear would allow you to know God, know his hope, know his purpose, and know his power. Enjoy the message. One of the, the phrases that, that we, we as people can use to, to describe something um, when, when we talk about influence and people who've had influence and things is, is to say a phrase like, I wouldn't be here without. Um, and, and we say that about lots of things. And in my life, that there, there's probably only a couple of people that I would say that about. That, that I wouldn't be here without them. Um, obviously my parents. You know, there's a zero point as you trace that back to, to I would not exist without my parents. But, but more so than, than just that they gave birth to me and so therefore my very existence has contributed to them. That They were an influence in my life. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for my wife um, and her, her care for me and all of that. I would have been doing something else. And, and there's Pastor Barry. Um, I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't wasn't for Pastor Barry, is is that there? There's a handful of people that I would say that about in my life, and Pastor Barry's absolutely one of them. He's served as a, as a boss and as a mentor, as a brother, as a father, as as all kind. Of, maybe not a father because the age difference isn't that big, uh, like an uncle or something. Like I'm like if my parents had a brother, but he was not, or, you know, or had an uncle, but he wasn't that much older than me. Um, but. Um, Pastor Barry has served in with many, many hats in my life. Now, for those of you who, who don't know Pastor Barry, um, Pastor Barry serves with lots of different ways. He's the unit supervisor for, for our unit that our church is in, the Rocky Mountain unit, not the Rocky Mountain Prairie unit. We, the prairies are no longer apart. We're just the Rocky Mountain unit. Um, he serves as the lead pastor of Cornerstone Church in Calgary. And of course, he is the founding pastor of this church. Um him and his wife Audrey, I saw um, I was looking for a post to to put up on the thing and saw a picture of Barry and Audrey from the first service that that Foursquare Church had many, 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 many years ago. but surprisingly, Barry's not that old. Um, so the service may have happened a long time ago, but Barry was very young when it happened. Um, so but but it's my my pleasure today to be able to invite Pastor Barry to come and share with us and to welcome them on behalf of our church, because we would not be here. If it wasn't for for Pastor Barry and Audrey, and so would you would you come and, and share with us? And and you can welcome Pastor Barry as he comes.
1: Well, good morning. Good morning. Thank you, Brad. That was a, such a kind introduction, and it's so good to be to be here with you today, family. Um, Audrey and I were here for uh, 28 years. We lived in Airdrie. and. Uh, raised our kids here and if we had to do it over again we would and uh, even though we have moved you know live in Calgary we've moved cities um, you don't move on from people and so uh, you need to know that you are indelibly irremovable in our hearts and even though we don't see you very often we are so so grateful for the forever friendships and family that we have here at Hillside Church. We're thankful for what God has done, for what God is doing, and what God is going to do in and through your church and in and through your lives. I was so excited as Pastor Brad and I met this week, um, and he told me some of the, the amazing things that are going on here and that are planned, the good and marvelous things God is doing. I'm just so Uh, so excited to hear the good reports of what's going on i'm grateful for your pastors uh, for brad and yvonne and for matt and tracy for their families Um, it's been a rough season for pastors and churches Um, as brad mentioned i'm the supervisor of the rocky mountain unit and and that includes uh, white horse i was just up in white in white horse with uh, simon and zoe our pastors there i was over in uh, just last month with ed and carolyn in Cranbrook, and Tyler and Lizzie, in Kimberly. I was up in Edmonton with John and Carol. I'll be up there again next week. But as I travel around to our unit churches, it's been a difficult season. And I'm just so very, very grateful uh, for our pastors who serve, uh, for Brad and Yvonne, for Matt and Trace, their family, and for this church, and for you. Um, And just so, so thankful. I'm grateful for the new faces or the newer faces that, that I see here today. I'm also grateful for those who have been faithful for so many years. Um, I watched your 29th anniversary uh, in September and I was so blessed as Bob prayed and, and the service uh, went on. And, and uh, you know, next year's gonna be the 30th anniversary. And uh, I'm just so mindful that, that that doesn't happen without the faithfulness of God through faithful people. And you, you reflect your father your faithfulness. Well done for being faithful. Well, for me, right now, Audrey and I are pastoring Cornerstone Church in Calgary. When we were here in Airdrie, we didn't have a building for 24 years. And so I thought, well, why don't we give that a go in Calgary? And we sold the building at the end of 2019. So we actually, this weekend is a year since we, it was our last service in our Calgary building. And so we've been meeting at Heritage Christian Academy. That's one intersection away from where our Our building was and and it's been a good time to not have a building of all the seasons to not have a building that we couldn't use that's uh, it's been been good to do that but what has been really good is um, the marvelous things we've been seeing the Lord doing in the life of our church we have this year we have seen more people come to Christ than we've ever seen before It, it is just it's it's overwhelming and exciting and, and the amazing thing is not one of them has been in person. We've led people to Jesus in Zoom. We've led people to Christ over the phone. We've led people uh, to Christ through Alpha. In fact, um, in the service this morning at Cornerstone in Calgary, Tara was just announcing that another person came to Christ. Audrey, you don't even know this, but one of your prayer group ladies told me uh, their granddaughter Just, and I won't tell you who because they'll want to tell you the news. It's just how exciting. We are seeing people come to Christ. We even saw someone come to Christ over text. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, what if, now, they had been prayed for and witnessed to and you know, all kinds of things, but it was the text that this is what you pray, this is how you do. Would you like to do that now? Yes, I would. And they led them to Christ over, over text. And that just tells me that I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it's the power of God unto salvation. And the gospel, the good news is not hindered. It's not restricted. And the good news of Jesus Christ will find a way to the hearts of people. There's tremendous evidence that his unshakable kingdom, God's unshakable kingdom, is expanding with new believers. We've baptized this year people in hot tubs. We've baptized them in a very cold river. I'm so excited about the baptism that's taking place here next week. In all of that, we also planted a church. Grace and Glory Foursquare Church in South Calgary. Um, Rufus Idewu and his wife Funso, and a team of people have planted their church in, in South Calgary. We were so excited at our launch service that some hillsiders showed up. That Eve and Shannon were there. And uh, Malcolm and Cynthia came from Olds and we were able to celebrate. A couple came from Staveley, And it was just, just marvelous to see What's taking place at uh, at Grace and Glory Foursquare Church? They're they're still part of Cornerstone until we get them chartered, and that's going to take a little while to do that. But until we get them chartered, they're part of Cornerstone. We're sh- so that means we're sharing resources, and we're sharing people, we're sharing musicians. And uh, a little while ago, uh, Rufus needed a drummer. We've, we've got a number of musicians who are, are multi-talented, and so they'll play the drums and bass and piano and all kinds of things. And, uh, and yet, Rufus was short a drummer. Um, everybody was busy doing other, other things. So he just he went out and got one saved. <laughs> and so there, there, there's, of course, a longer story to that. Uh, but I thought that's a pretty good pattern. If you need a drummer, go save one. So they have a very excited new believer on the drums at Grace and Glory Foursquare Church. They're seeing uh, the community touched as they're sharing the life and love of Jesus, as they're presenting the gospel message and they're seeing lives transformed. Um, a couple of families have already committed to pay the rent for the next 18 months. So for the next year and a half where their meeting is paid for. <laughs> Because, I mean, God is just providing and, and blessing. And you had a part to play in that. Pastor Brad invited Rufus to come and speak here uh, in August in the summer months. And you're able to uh, to celebrate with him and pray for him and pray for them. And so I want to thank you for your partnership in the gospel and seeing Grace and Glory Foursquare Church planted. This morning, I'd like to uh, share with you. Primarily, the text is going to be from Exodus chapter 10. So if you have your Bibles or your device and you're able to join me, you're welcome to do that, Exodus chapter 10. Um, we'll be at it in a minute in beginning of verse 21. Um, but daylight savings, the, the latest numbers that I saw, daylight savings, the, the Alberta, the provincial vote was 50.2% of, of uh, those who voted said that we're not going to change our clock, pardon me, we're, we're not going to change what we're doing, we're continuing to change our clocks. And one of the reasons that I think was a forerunner had to do with if we don't change them, then then in the winter it's going to be dark for so long in the mornings, um, which isn't a problem for those of us who wake up at the crack of noon. But but for, for others, it's like that's just so long. And, and it had to do with one of the reasons was not wanting it to be dark for so long in the day. Do you know what the, uh, the very first words that we have God speaking recorded, it wasn't the first words God spoke, but it's the first words that we have recorded of God speaking. It's found in Genesis, Genesis 1, verse 3, God said, and let there be light, and there was light. And I think that that is still in the heart of, of the father that is still in the heart of god that where there is darkness let there be light darkness covered the face of the deep and god said let let there be light there was this this covering this this covering of darkness and it reminds me of when jesus gave his life for us when he was crucified and, and died, when he said, it is finished. Scripture records and tells us that darkness, uh, there was darkness over the land for three days, a darkness that covered. It also reminds me of, of the verses that you've turned to right now in Exodus chapter, chapter 10, the ninth plague that came upon Egypt, just, just before the death of the firstborn, just before the, the Exodus took place, it was the ninth plague. It came without warning, It came without announcement. There there was nothing foretold about it. Exodus, in these very few verses, says this. Exodus 10, verse 21, it says, Then the Lord said to Moses, Lift your hand toward heaven, and the land of Egypt will be covered with a darkness so thick that you can feel it. So Moses lifted his hand to the sky, and a deep darkness covered the entire land of Egypt for three days. During all that time, the people could not see each other and no one moved. But there was light as usual where the people of Israel lived. Uh, New King James Version will say, but all the children of Israel had light in their dwellings. And as we progress through this morning, we come to the conclusion of at least my talk and my time. We are going to pray and we're going to pray about that phrase, light in their dwellings. There was a darkness that covered the land. But God, God's people had light where they lived. Right where they lived, there was light. My hope and prayer for you and for us today would be that there would be light in your dwelling. Where, where you live, in your worlds, that there would be light. Sometimes people live in such sadness and sorrow and fear and stress and worry and anxiety and chaos. And there is a a spiritual darkness today that is trying to cover the land and cover the people. A darkness that wants to extinguish hope, that breeds fear, that creates stress and spreads anxiety. In Egypt, we read that there there was a darkness. It was so dark that it could be felt. And I think we live in a moment where where there's a darkness that can be felt. I was with a man this past week, a 20-year-old 21-year-old young man, and we, we were at Starbucks together having coffee. It um, wasn't the Starbucks where he works, but he, he, he works at Starbucks. And he said to me that these last 20 months or so, he said, it has been difficult working in retail. It's been a difficult... I said, what do you mean? He said, people are angry and people are impatient. People are angry and people are impatient he said i just hope i hope this ends soon and i thought that's that's accurate maybe you know people who were just just angry and impatient maybe you have been one of those people who are are just angry and impatient it's like people are set on edge and it just takes a little just takes a nudge to uh to have us go off my hope and, and prayer for you for us today is no matter how dark things get in this world around us, that there would be light where you dwell, <laughs> that there would be light where you live, that there would be light in your dwelling. See, the Lord made a distinction. If we were to look back at all of the plagues, there were a few times where the Lord, it specifically said, you will know that, that I am the Lord, that there is a difference, that there is a distinction between my people and just the people in the land. See, they were living in the same land as the Egyptians, but God made a difference and said, for my kids, there's going to be light. When it gets darker, we do not need to be afraid. When it gets darker, we simply need to shine. Isaiah says this, Isaiah 60, verses 1 and 2, arise, shine, for your light has come and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. For behold, darkness shall cover the earth and deep darkness the people. But the Lord will arise over you, and his glory will be seen upon you. It, it, it doesn't just say that his glory will be seen when we pray, oh God, show us your glory, let your glory be seen. It says, and his glory will be seen upon his people. That's where the glory of God is going to be shown. It's not just in moments when we look up and we look to the heavens. Uh, scripture says, arise, shine, for your light has come. The glory of the Lord is risen upon you, upon God's people His glory will be seen upon you And and there is a brightness to His glory It's not a time to despair It's a time to have hope It isn't a time to curse the darkness It's a time instead to shine And shine where you live, arise shine For your light has come And the glory of the Lord has risen upon you In Exodus chapter 33 There's a a story of Moses saying to God God I I want to see your glory Show me your glory God says, you want to see my glory? Well, see, I want to see your glory. You can't handle my glory. It's kind of how how, how, you you couldn't handle it. but, But here's what I'll do. I will let my goodness pass in front of you. Here's the text, Exodus 33, verse 18 and 19. I'll just read it. It says this. And he said, show me. Please, please show me your glory. Then he said, God speaking, I will make my goodness. I will make all my goodness pass before you. I will proclaim the name of the Lord before you. I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious, and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. It's the glory of the Lord. The brightness of the glory of the Lord has to do with His goodness and His graciousness and His loved one is compassion. So we don't bring the light of God's glory into the world by condemning the world. For, for how the world acts or by somehow cursing the darkness instead we agree with god we agree with god, what god said and what god always says let there be lights we need to we get to show show the glory of god through the goodness of god and that's what jesus did he didn't come to condemn the world scripture says but it says that he he, he didn't come to condemn the world but that through him the world might be might be saved And he came to show us the Father. Scripture tells us that God is the God who dwells in unapproachable light. But the God who dwells in unapproachable light, the God that we could not approach, he made a way as he approached us. As he came near. As he drew near. We're about to enter a season where we're going to sing lots about Emmanuel. God with us. The God who came near. John will tell us in John's gospel. He will say about this God who came near, this God who dwells in unapproachable light, who came near. He will say in him was life. And watch this, in him was life, and that life was the light of men, the light of humanity. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. It means the darkness didn't have power over it. The darkness could not overpower. The light in him was Light and that light was the light of man. We're about to sing light and life to all he brings, risen with healing in his wings. Jesus, listen, Jesus brought light into the darkness and he still does. Today, he brings light to the dark places. Yet there is a darkness that needs to be penetrated that is that, that needs to that, that is so much darker than simply if we don't change our clocks. It is the darkness that can fall on a, on a, on a human hearts. It's the shadow of darkness in our hearts. And Jesus is simply the answer to that darkness. Remember the first, the first words that God spoke that we have recorded in Genesis? Let there be light. And there was light and it was good. God saw that it was good. His goodness, his light, his glory, it's all, all together. But watch what Paul tells us. So many years after God said, Let there be light, he tells us in the book of Corinthians, he says this, For it is the God, he takes us all the way back to Genesis to that moment to say, It is the God who commanded light to shine out of darkness, who has shone in our hearts. It's that same God who did it then, who's doing it now, who can do it today here in this place, in this moment. For it is the God who commanded light to shine out of darkness. It's miraculous, it's not just shining into darkness shine out of darkness who has shone in our hearts there it is to give light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ his glory his light his life when Jesus comes into our lives when the light of the glorious gospel pierces the darkness in a human heart darkness flees it has no choice and new life begins and there is light in your dwelling there's light where you live there's light in your world because Jesus is in your heart. That's why Jesus came. He came to save us. He came to to translate us from from the dominion of darkness. It's not a kingdom. Satan is no king. But from the dominion of darkness, he's translated us into the the kingdom of the son of his love, the kingdom of light. Peter will tell us, for you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people. That we might call forth the praises of him who has called us out of darkness and into his, his marvelous light. We are those who are to bring light into dark places. And as we bear witness of the light, as we shine the light and the love of Jesus, it's because he brings that light in us. It's to shine through us. Arise, shine. Your, your light has come. And this world might see. We might point people to Jesus. It's like Peter and John standing at, at the gate beautiful. And there's a man not able to walk. And they say, look at us. And him, he looks at them. Expecting to receive something silver and gold. Hey, we, we don't have any. But, but such as I have, give I thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I say to you, arise and walk. They go into the temple as as this miracle has been performed. And and people are looking at at them. And and Peter will say this. Why are you looking at us? As if somehow by our own godliness, our own power, we've made this man walk. (laughs) May may we arise and shine and the glory of the Lord be risen upon us. But it's not our glory. And he will not share his glory. We get to point people to Jesus. One of the ways we do that is by they, they look and see the transformation that has taken place in our lives. No matter how dark things get, it's not a problem for God. No matter how dark things get, it is not a problem for God. Scripture tells us this in Psalm the psalmist wrote. If I say, surely the darkness shall fall on me. Yeah, uh, that darkness that wants to cover, that wants, uh, that, that wants to choke out life. If I say the darkness shall fall upon me. Watch, watch what he says. Even the night shall be light about me. Even the darkness shall not hide from you. But the night shines as the day. The darkness and light are both alike to you. God sees in the dark. Light and life to all he brings. risen with healing in his wings. Whatever your struggle is in a moment, we're going to pray. I felt like that was my, my assignment today is to bring us to a place of prayer Because it's not my sermon that's going to transform anybody. It's God's word and it's God's spirit. It's going to touch people today. Here in this room, those who are watching online, if you're watching live, if you're watching recorded, God knows. And he's brought you here for this moment, for this time. We're going to trust his Holy Spirit to touch you. To set you free, to bring a transformation, a transforming encounter today. Whatever you're facing, whatever struggle you may have, wherever darkness has tried to cover you, That can change today when God says what He has always said, let there be lights. And when God says, let there be light, and there was light, and it was good. God's goodness coming to bear because He loves you. Luke told us that today already. He loves you, He wants His goodness to come to bear. each one of our lives. Maybe you're sick and you need his touch to heal you today. Maybe there is a place of sorrow in your life and you need his touch to bring comfort and strength. Maybe there is a point of disappointment or hurt and you need his touch to bring wholeness to your brokenness. Maybe there's a place of confusion and you need his touch to calm the storm and help you Help you see clearly. Maybe your life is a mess and you need him to bring order to the chaos. Maybe you struggle with such despair or desperation, and you simply need his touch to bring hope. Maybe there are unanswered prayers that have caused the shadow of death to fall over your heart and perhaps even over your faith. No matter, loved one, no matter the storms that rage around us, they don't need to be the storms within us. And no matter how dark it gets around us, there doesn't need to be darkness within us. There can be light where we dwell. For God makes a difference for his people. The God who says, let there be light where you live. So I want to pray. We're going to pray and we're going to ask God the fullness of God's touch, the fullness of God's power, the fullness of God's presence to touch our lives and to fill us, to fill our dwelling where you live, your your life. I'm not just talking about your home, where you live. This is my world. This is where I live with light and life. Wherever there has been darkness, there can be light today. There's a verse in Isaiah. There's one that's pretty common that shows up. It's, it's uh, Isaiah 59. But there's, a, there's another one that, that is, is so close to it, and we won't have it on the screen for you. It's in Isaiah chapter 50, and, and it's verse 2. And it says this that God's arm is not so shortened. And, and here's the difference in, in 59, it will say that it cannot save. But in Isaiah 50, verse 2, it says that his arm is not shortened, that it cannot redeem. That it can't redeem. two, Two things with that verse. His arm is not shortened, that it cannot redeem. First is this. His arm is not shortened, he can reach you. Whatever, wherever you are in life, wherever there is darkness, wherever there ever is sorrow or struggle or confusion or chaos, God can reach you. His arm is not shortened. There is not a miry pit that you can go into that he can't reach and pull you out of. His arm is not shortened. But then it says that it cannot redeem. The reason why I chose that verse for this moment is because that word redeem it only shows up a few times in scripture and it shows up back in Exodus where it says that God makes a difference, a distinction between his people and the other people in the land. And so what it means to me and hopefully what it means to us in this moment is this, is that God's arm is not shortened, that it can't make a difference in your life today. He can redeem. Another version will say ransom, but the, but the word has to do with a distinction, A difference. And so this morning as we pray, we're going to pray in faith because we are going to believe that God can reach us. And in doing so, God can make a difference. And all he needs to do is say, let there be light. And there will be light and transformation in our lives. Let's go ahead and pray. God, you are the God who does not change. Malachi tells us that. We declare in our four square churches that Jesus Christ, you're the same yesterday, today, and forever. And that nothing is too difficult for you. Ah, Lord God, nothing is too difficult for you. And so in this moment, we thank you that you are the God who still brings light and life to us in the face of your son, Jesus. And so, Lord, we invite you to every area in our lives. Would you go ahead and do that? Just take a moment. Just say, Lord, in my life. Whatever, whatever place where, where there is a darkness that is trying to cover, if it's in your mind, if it's your spirit, if there's an anxiety, if there's a fear, wherever it is, Lord Jesus, we invite you into our lives. Wherever there has been a darkness that has tried to cover hope and joy and peace, wherever there is a darkness that has tried to erode uh, courage and strength and trust, God, would you bring your light to bear right now? And would you say those words, let God, God, would you say to us right now, to these, as we look to you, let there be lights because we know all you need to do is speak and it happens and darkness has to flee. Let there be lights. God, I pray for those who have been dwelling under the shadow of fear and despair. You are the God who makes the difference. You can reach us and you can make the difference. And I pray for hope to appear. I pray for those words that you said, let there be light. Thank you for the transformation that's taking place in our lives even now. That darkness cannot overpower, overcome. But instead that there's the light of the glorious gospel in our lives. And Jesus, we pray that not only would the light of the gospel be in us, but may your glorious gospel shine through us, arise, shine, shine through us that we might see Airdrie, one for Christ. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. One final final thought before your pastor comes and releases us. Um, For some of us this morning, there will have been an immediate brightness of lights (laughs) of God's touch and presence in our lives. And it's just, it's just like when you turn on fluorescent lights, boom, they're on. They're off or they're on. They're on. And God has, has done that for some people this morning. For others, God works very well with progression. And things just get brighter and brighter. And there's a verse, and I'll just leave you with this thought. There's a verse in Proverbs, and it says this, Proverbs 4.18. The way of the righteous is like the first gleam of dawn which shines ever brighter unto the full light of day. The, the first gleam of dawn. For some of us, it, it will be where God has just simply spoken. We know there's a change. We know we met, met with him. We know he touched us. But it, it's like just the light beginning to peek through. And there's hope and there's courage and there's strength. And it's going to do nothing but increase. The path of the righteous, the way of the righteous is like the break of day, is like the light of dawn. It's like that first gleaming. And I don't know about you what time you get up, but, but often I will be up before the sun has risen. And, and I'll be looking out my window and you'll, you'll just starting to see things getting lighter and, and, and brighter. And the clouds have been glorious. Just the red sky and the beauty. And I feel like that's what the Lord is doing for us this morning. It's the first gleam of day and, it's, and the beauty that God has in store for you. Because he makes a distinction. He makes a difference with his kids. And he leaves us this morning by saying, or I I leave us with this, this this is what he said. There's light in your dwelling. Because he's speaking, let there be light.
0: Thanks for listening to this message from Hillside Church. I pray that you were blessed by what God had to say in this message. If you would like to connect further with Hillside Church, there are a couple places you can go hillsideairdry.ca is our website and you can find us on facebook instagram and twitter at hillside airdry you can also look us up on youtube and find all of our messages on apple podcasts if you would like to connect to the pastoral team at hillside you can do that through our website hillsideairdry.ca and click on about us in the main menu and then click on our pastors we're so thankful to be able to share the gospel message of jesus christ with our community in airdry and with you today At Hillside Church, we are a family, not by blood, but a family that's been bought by blood. And that family includes you. As family we go.